Praise the Lord and welcome to the broadcast today. This is our Hebrews Bible study. We have every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Grab your Bibles. Let's get ready to dig into the wonderful words of life. There's much treasure in God's Word that's hidden, not from God's people, but for God's people. Those that would seek Him diligently, those that would seek for His words of life as we're seeking for treasure buried out in the yard. I tell you, I guarantee if I told you there was a million dollars buried out in your backyard, you'd rip that yard apart with a shovel, just destroy that backyard trying to find that million dollars. There's something much more precious in what we call this Bible than would ever be any amount of silver and gold. And God's people ought to be digging in God's Word every day looking for the treasure that's really Jesus Christ for He is the living Word of God. And I'm thankful to be sharing where we are today. Hebrews chapter 8. This will be part 2 on this fourth day of November 2021. And we're going to just have a great time in the Lord today. I'll go ahead and let you know that I'm praying for you. I pray that the Lord touch your very body, mind, soul, and spirit today. And everything that's going on in your life that's not the will of God, that God would straighten it out. And everything that you have need of, God would show himself strong on your behalf today. He's able to do that. We are living in an age of miracles. I don't care what you have or haven't seen, what you have or haven't heard. We're still in the church age. and Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So whatever you have need of, you just cry out to your heavenly Father in the name of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and you watch what He'll do for you. So I'm believing with you for the things that you need to happen in your life that God will show you that He's still able and He's still faithful to do those things for you. And I praise God for that. Hebrews chapter 8. Again, this is part 2 in this chapter. So let's look here in verse uh, let's just start in verse 1 because we didn't get very far and let's watch what happens today. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. This is, this is what wraps it all up. This is where the focus is concerning everything we've said. And if you missed last broadcast, please go back and listen to it because we recapped up through the chapters just with a verse in each chapter until... Because this is, he says, the sum of everything we've said. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty on high. That's our Jesus. Hallelujah. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle. Jesus is the true vine and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father in the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man, Jesus, have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. Why, if Jesus was on earth, could he not be a priest right now during this time because we're no longer under the law and the, and, and, and that, that's been abolished and, and 
the age of that law, that law, the old covenant law, has been abolished and, and he, can't, he doesn't function based on that law anymore. He was the end of that law for righteousness' sake. Hallelujah. And that's what he is to us, our righteous king. And he's brought us into his kingdom of righteousness. So we, we need to think about these things. He, Jesus said in John 16 verse 7 that it was expedient for him to go away because if he didn't go away, he, he couldn't send the comforter, the helper. It was, it was needful, beneficial. It was expedient. It was absolutely had to happen or the comforter couldn't be sent. God had used the power of His Holy Spirit all throughout the ages before this point in time when Jesus came. But it was only the Holy Spirit being used here and there. And, and, and mark this down. Always remember this. Every single occurrence and act of the mighty power of the Holy Spirit under the Old Covenant even the appearance of the pre-incarnate Christ at times under the Old Covenant, every single time God did something, the things we read about in the Old Covenant, they all, all of that pointed to Jesus Christ and what He would do as the Son of God and the Lamb of God at Calvary, Calvary's cross. You need to understand that. So Jesus had to go away so the helper could be sent to stay. He's come to stay. He doesn't come and go anymore because Jesus came and was manifest as a sinless offering for the sins of humanity and laid his life down and through the shedding of his own blood became the new and eternal high priest. He had to go back to heaven where the true tabernacle. We just read it. The true tabernacle is. Not one that was here that men offered sacrifices by the law for Jesus doesn't. He didn't offer himself. He didn't offer himself to function for us under the law. He redeemed us from being under the curse of the law and he's and he's abolished the old that he might become the new he did away with the first that he might establish the second i'm just quoting scripture to you he became the end of the law for righteousness for he is the king of righteousness he has brought us into his kingdom of righteousness hallelujah and we need to understand that so but he's he, he's got a lot to offer. He's got everything to offer. He's got far, far more to offer than the priest of the old covenant because he himself offers himself and in him is life. In him is all the things we're looking for. In and through him is our approach to God daily. In and through him we have life daily that we experience but he says, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, he doesn't offer what he offers based on the law of the old covenant. Now I get it. The, Hebrews chapter 7 verse 12 says, because the priesthood change, changed, there is also of necessity that the law changed. God always operates according to a law when it comes to men. 
when he, when he commanded Adam, Genesis 2.16, in the garden, uh, and in that commandment, he told him he was free to eat of all the trees in the garden, but yet not to eat off the one tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day he eats of that tree, he shall surely die. That was law. Anything God says is law. It doesn't matter. His words are considered law, precepts, statutes, judgments, his word. It's a, they're all law. He, he only, that which he speaks is law. And he, he doesn't, God doesn't send his word as an option to humanity. He sends it as a command. He gives us the choice. The, 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 the availability within a human being to choose. The option is ours, but his word doesn't come as an option. It comes as a command. That's why the Apostle Paul says that when we obeyed that form of doctrine, that's uh, uh, Romans 6, 17, and 18, and that's why Peter writes in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20, it better, it's better that you never knew the way of righteousness than after you've known it to turn away from the holy commandment. The gospel is a commandment. We need to remember that. And Jesus, he's no longer functioning as the earthly priest that offered sacrifices by the law. Jesus now has offered himself without spot to God, without blemish to God. Hallelujah. We need to understand that. He offered himself to God so that we could be purged from dead works. We could be cleansed from all sin, purged from dead works, and now we can serve the living God in righteousness and true holiness without fear all the days of our lives. Luke 1, 74 and 75. These are very important scriptures that I am quoting to you. Luke chapter 1, verses 74 and 75 tells us that because Jesus has overcome uh, the enemy that we can now serve him, get this, without fear every day of our lives in righteousness and holiness. That's the only place he can be served. He is not a priest as the old covenant priests. He, he offers us the gift of life, the gift of righteousness, the gift of grace of what he's doing in our lives. These gifts because he offered himself in the shedding of his own blood. He laid his own life down through humility and obedience to the, get this, the command he had, John 10, 18, to lay his life down and to raise it up again. And he declared there in John 10, 18, that's why he had the power to, to lay his life down and to raise it up again because he'd received, the, he received that commandment of the Father. See, it's the obedience and all the gifts we have through Christ are because he received himself the commandment to lay his life down and to raise it up again. Think about this. Look at verse 4 again. For if he were on earth, he's not. He's in, he, he's in heaven. He's in the, the true tabernacle. That's what verse 2 calls where Jesus is the true sanctuary, the true tabernacle, that which God built. Watch now. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest. Because the true priesthood now functions out of heaven. Hallelujah. 
doesn't function in, in, in Israel, doesn't function in Jerusalem, doesn't function uh, over there just among a nation called Israel. You remember when Jesus died, the veil that was covering the holy place was ripped from top to bottom because his death was a declaration that God is offering. Whosoever will believe upon Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, and what He did as the Lamb of God, can now have entrance to God through Him and that sacrifice. For if He were on earth, He should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law. He does not offer gifts according to the law that, that, that took place through the priesthood that offered sacrifices according to the law. He offers gifts through the sacrifice of the giving of himself. Hallelujah. Verse 5, Who serve unto the example, these priests that did serve by the, the, the sacrificial system set up by God through earthly priesthood, through the Aaronic priesthood within the Levitical tribe, they, they served as an example and shadow of heavenly things. See, it was only type and shadow. Do you know how blessed you and I are to be living in the time frame of God's dealings with humanity that we are right now? The, all the people in the Old Covenant, they were saved by grace, but it was different than it is for us now. They couldn't even go to heaven when they died. They had to go to paradise because everything was temporary before Christ. Everything was a shadow and a type before Christ of Christ and what he would do at Calvary. Hallelujah. But it's no longer types and shadows. We don't live in types and shadows. We look back and see what was type and shadow and all of that becomes light to us in Christ Jesus through the blood he shed on the cross. Hallelujah. Isn't that good to know? You and I no longer function in types and shadows. You and I see even where the word shadow was used in the old covenant, like, you know, they that dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. Well, the shadow of the Almighty was the cherubim's wings and what was under that, under that shadow was where the blood was poured on the mercy seat. We see all of that which was shadow now in light of Jesus Christ who is our light. Hallelujah. That's good news. You and I no longer walk in types and shadows. You and I walk in the light with our Lord who is in the light. 1 John 1, 7. And our fellowship is with Him. And the blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. He says here in verse 5, who served, those who served under the old covenant, they served unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was admonished, and that means divinely instructed of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, that you make all things according to the pattern shown to you in the mount. On the mountain. Moses, you remember when God brought Israel out of Egypt after all those hundreds of years of bondage and slavery and he sent Moses up on the mountain and he gave Moses instruction, much instruction. That was possibly the place where he gave Moses the, the, the word of all the 
the Pentateuch back all, all the way from Genesis. I, I'm not sure about that. But here we see for sure that when Moses was up on the mountain, God appeared to him and God showed Moses that the, the, the heavenly sanctuary to the degree at least that he could build that on the earth in its type an example in its shadow of that which would be eternal. See, and let me say it again. Everything before Christ was a type and shadow. And let's look at it a simple way. Just imagine in time, this is the cross of Christ. And everything back before the cross of Christ was all type and shadow because the cross of Christ, the light of heaven, had always shined on the cross of Christ and everything prior to that was a shadow of the light that shined upon Christ in His work at Calvary. It's like the sun shining on a tree and what's behind the tree is the tree's shadow. For all up through the ages, the light of God shined on Christ and the cross and everything under the Old Covenant behind the hindward parts of God. Remember, God put Moses in the cleft of the rock and I can't show you my face, but I can show you my hinder parts. Everything behind the cross, the light of heaven shined on and it was all type and a shadow of what when Christ came, the, the light now shined right through the cross of Christ onto all that had been type and shadow and now we can benefit from all that was written before because that which was only type and shadow of the one and his work that would come, we can now see clearly. We don't throw the Old Testament out like some people in ignorance do. I didn't say that they were stupid, but in ignorance because they don't know these things. They, they throw it out. They, they say we don't need it because we're not under the law. Listen, Jesus said the volume of the scriptures were written of him. That alone lets me know I need the scriptures. I need from Genesis to Malachi because they're one big and growing picture of my Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Who served the ones on the earth. The priests on the earth served unto the example. All their lives they were serving only as an example, you and I walk in the true light with the true Savior, hallelujah. We walk in the light with Him that is in the light. We don't serve God in type and shadow. He's brought us into that which revealed all that was only an example, all that was only a type and a shadow. He's brought us into the true tabernacle. When Jesus entered the true tabernacle, my friend, the Bible says you and I as the children of God are seated with Him in heavenly places. We're in Christ at the right hand of the Father. We're there already in God's mind just as we were in Adam when he sinned. That's why we're all born sinners because we were in him. But we've been delivered from the first Adam and we've been born again and now we're in the last Adam. And wherever he is, there we are. And wherever we are, there he is because we have his spirit. Glory to God. We have him. The life of Christ dwells in us by him. 
His Spirit. This is wonderful news. Watch now. The old covenant priest served unto the example, and that word means a copy and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, this is the word he received, see that you make all things according to the pattern that was shown to you in the mount. See, God's very serious and very particular. He will not allow when he tells you to function according to his word in a certain way for you to bend it, reshape it, and that's what the church tries to do. I've been there. I know what it's like. We, we, instead of God's word conforming us into the image of his son, we try, to, we try to bend and reshape the word of God so that we can conform it into what we want and the pleasures and all this. That's, that's not going to happen. God won't allow it. We see many times in the old covenant when men tried to go around the direct orders God had given, they died. It's still the same way today. We come in through the cross, we walk by faith in the cross, or we die. And that doesn't necessarily mean physical death. Paul said he was alive once without the law, but when the commandment came back in his life again, the sin nature revived and he died. That's Romans chapter 7 verse 9. Revelation chapter 3, the church in Sardis was told by Jesus through a letter he sent by John that the church in Sardis had a name that they were alive, but they were dead. Get that now, get that. The church in Galatia was told by the Lord through the apostle Paul that you've turned from the one that called you into this grace. You've fallen from grace. You you, you now function in in a place where Christ cannot profit you. He cannot affect you. As as the high priest desires to benefit his people with the gifts because he's now in the true tabernacle, but there's a place we can walk, my friend, that we can't have the effect and the benefits and the gain in our lives of this high priest, Jesus Christ, that we now have access to. And it's simply we, we turn away from him not even knowing we do it, but we deny him through our own works, when we're trusting in what we're doing, these programs, these fads, when, when we accept them as ways that God will, will change us and if I do these three things, God will save me, deliver me, change me, that's a denial of God. That's a denial of the sacrificial work of Christ and the benefit that through that work He attempts to be to me daily. He wants to benefit me daily. He wants to affect me through his high priest role daily. He wants to profit me daily through his high priest role. Listen, we're not headed to becoming the priesthood of the believers. We already are. He's already the high priest, eternal high priest over the believers of God that come to God through him. Hallelujah. 
And so God doesn't play. God doesn't play. God doesn't make jokes. We, we come along and say God's got a sense of humor. We, we, just, we have all kind of spiritual uh, acclamations and comments that we say that are just so unbiblical. The only place I see God laughing in the entirety of the Bible is at those who've rejected him and their lives are full of calamity and he's laughing at them. In the book of Proverbs, I see that. We got to be careful of our picture we have of God. He's not sitting around telling jokes. He, he didn't hang out with sinners and just fellowship and carry on with them like a sinner. He was around sinners. He was a friend of sinners because he was trying to get them in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Now, he wasn't just around sinners to be around sinners, hanging out and being like a sinner. He was fellowshipping with sinners. He was a friend of sinners. Thank God he still is. But his attempt is to get us in the kingdom. He doesn't uh, bend and mold to sinners. He's trying to get them in the kingdom. We need to remember that. And God tells Moses, you make this thing exactly like I showed it to you. God doesn't let us build. He tells us he is the builder of his church. He said, I will build my church. When we try to intervene any other avenue than through the gospel and preaching the blood of Jesus, we are putting our two cents in. It won't be honored. When we do that, we're functioning outside of our priestly duties. Under the old covenant that was a type and shadow example of that which was to come, we need to remember that. And the priesthood role back in the old covenant was to tend to the sacrificial things, to be about the sacrifice. That's our new covenant duties, to be about the sacrifice, to, be, to tend to the sacrificial, to offer the sacrifice of praise, to preach the message of the cross, to be being more daily determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. Hallelujah. And to realize God forbids us to boast in anything other than what He's called us to tend to, that which saved us and that which has given us a great and eternal high priest. Hallelujah that which has brought us into the new priesthood. So he says in verse 6, But now has he, Jesus, obtained a more excellent ministry. A min when you see the word excellent, that means excelling. This ministry, when you look back at the old ministry, is a ministry that we see has a more excelling. See, the other died. The other has ended. It is no more. Anybody who's trying to offer animal sacrifices is, has, has, has been left behind. They're still bound under the law, and under the law, my friend, is a curse. That curse is what? It's death. That means they're dead spiritually. They can't offer anything to God except through the door he offered what he offers to humanity. Jesus said he's the door. There is no other door to God. There is no other door from God for the benefits of God except through that blood, which is what made him our door. And there is nothing, no other door that you and I can offer prayer, tithes and offerings, faithfulness, anything, worship, praise, anything we offer to God must be through that same door of Christ and him crucified that God offers all things to us. Amen. There's only one door. His name is Jesus. Watch now. But now has he, Jesus, obtained a more excellent ministry, a ministry that now excels eternally without end 
by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. My goodness, why don't we just highlight that? Oh, my, how come this is not highlighted already? This needs to be highlighted in your Bible. But, it, but it, it won't do you any good, my friend, if you're just quoting it. If you're just quoting it and feel good about saying it. But when you know what you're reading here, that Jesus Christ has become the new high priest, eternal high priest over his priesthood of believers, Glory to God. And he's in the true tabernacle now. And we're seated right there in him, in our Lord Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father. But yet here we are as well. And our mission is to tend to the things that the Levites, the Aaronic priesthood, tended to, but in a different way under the better covenant with better promises. Hallelujah. We tend to the sacrifices by preaching and teaching God's word in the light of the Lamb. We offer the sacrifices of praise in spirit and in truth who is Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah. Our mission, our goal is to participate as Christians as kings and priests in the new priesthood that operates under the new law. Romans 8 and 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. You study that scripture in the book of Hebrews and you'll see your role in the new priesthood, which is an eternal priesthood because we now have an eternal high priest who has a life that's endless. Praise be to God. Been a great broadcast today. As you having a good time as I am, time is out. It always runs out on us. Aren't you glad we're headed to a place where time will never run out on the things that we're doing? I'm thankful for that. And I'm just praising God for the opportunity to share these great truths with you. Join us every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here as we Work our way through the book of Hebrews. And don't forget in the morning at 9 a.m. Central Time, I'll be in the studio and we will continue our study on the law of faith. We've had a couple sessions. We'll have another one in the morning. Brother Larson will be here this weekend starting tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, Saturday morning at 10, Saturday night at 6, and Sunday morning at 10. Don't forget to tune in when you can if you can't watch the services live. And be sure and get your blessing this weekend. Praise God. I love you. God bless you. I'll see you next time. Until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then. God bless you.